Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back. Final hour Bink at Night. Getting you primed for the Chiefs and the Niners Saturday night. Jay Bink with Kramer Sanson. The Cream Dog. Get the Field of Dreams game on. One TV. Washington just scored a touch. I think Peyton Barber was the one that got in the end zone for Washington. Yes, preseason football. I'm curious about these baseball numbers. Again, I think it's brilliant. I think Major League Baseball has done a brilliant job with it. But as BK says, it used to work here with us. This is on Twitter. We talk a lot about how MLB does a horrific job of marketing its stars. So we should also give the league due credit when it does something right. And MLB has done a masterful job with every aspect of the Field of Dreams game, 100%. The production's outstanding. Everything's outstanding. But it's kind of like if a tree falls in the woods and you're not there, does it actually, you know, does it make any noise? Like, I'm curious what the eyeballs will be on the game. Because, again, according to this text line, a lot of you guys are sports fans, so you wouldn't be listening to 610. You didn't know the game was on. We did, because we've been talking about it, but again... And a lot of people heard about it because we were talking about it. But again, is that really the ultimate goal? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's a beautiful thing. Now they've done a great job with it. You get what, three home runs down the corn? Four home runs. Four uh, home runs now. Seven to three socks over the Yanks. Now the thing is, too, also, I was actually kind of curious of how, like, the the outfield will play with these put-up lights. And it looked like Brett Gardner almost lost the ball out there in right field. So oh, did he? I, I, was, I was actually going to be curious if they are going to be – seeing the ball well or all tonight. Well, it's those temporary lights. You never know what you're going to get. Looks a little darker, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. that's. It looks like it would be, uh, if you from St. Joseph, you know where Bartlett Park's at. There's that baseball field there. They, the way the shadows are placed right now looks just like it. All right. I mean, it's really, I really can't tell, obviously, with TV. You can't you know, tell the lighting situation or not. But uh, who knows? I'm sure that, uh, but again. You can easily lose a baseball in that sky right now. But again, it's cool. I mean, it's cool that they're there. Maybe if they do it again next year, market a little bit different. I, I'm curious about seeing the ratings. Because if you missed it, it's a great television product. That's for sure. The whole old school aspect of it is fun to watch. But Patrick Mahomes talked today, his last time talking, before Saturday's game, he met the media today. And, of course, you can hear Patrick Mahomes all season long with Carrington throughout the uh, regular season of the camp. Matter of fact, he was on just a couple weeks ago with them. But here's Patrick Mahomes when he met the media today. Patrick, uh, I don't know if you think like this in these terms, but can you compare just sort of the focus that you sense from, from the guys around you in this camp versus the last game? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we're always focused. But, I mean, you can definitely feel the intensity of, of practice. Uh, offensive and defensive sides of the ball are competing every single rep. Um, we understand that we didn't end the season how we wanted to last year, so we have to find a way to get better so that we can uh, find a way to end it how we would like this year. What has to happen on Saturday for you, know, you to get through the night and feel like, okay, I, I, I got what I, I wanted out of this Yeah, I think uh, just going out there and executing, uh, in and out of the huddle, making the right calls, getting the ball to my hand, making some plays uh, happen. Um, and then you would always like to score, but uh, at the end of the day, I think if we're the communication, the procedures of in and out of the huddle with so many new guys, especially on that offensive line, uh, I think that would be a win for me just throughout this first game. I know you've developed chemistry with all the receivers, but is it more comfortable for you to have the same guys in kind of play in and play out or the way that, obviously I'm talking about the fact that Sammy's gone, there seems to be a combination of guys filling that role. Is that something that, that you're just as comfortable with or would you like to kind of see one guy take that? Yeah, I think uh, the fact that those guys have been around for a while helps out a ton. Uh, a lot of the guys that are kind of in that role that Sammy was playing last year have been guys that have kind of been in and out of the lineup or are the, the, the starting rotation uh, for the last couple of years. Um, so having guys like Pringle, D-Rob, uh, McColl, uh, Kemp, Dieter, all those guys uh, in there making those those plays and kind of trying to fill that void the best they can, um, it's something that I have a, comf a, comf a, comfort, was a, a comfort with uh, of them being in there and running the routes the way that I want them ran. Be more disciplined and footwork and work in the pocket through all these practices, or is there less that you want to scramble maybe in years past just to get a better feel for how the pocket is operating around you? Yeah, and uh, just communicating with that offensive line, uh, like how they protect. Um, Orlando's great about it, uh, talking about different things that he's trying and seeing how I like them. Uh, we're trying to build that relationship, build, build that kind of uh, comfort with them. Um, and then for me, I always try to stay within the pocket, uh, especially during training camp. I always feel like I can scramble and that stuff can happen. And we work on it, but I mean, it can happen throughout the game. But it was working within the pocket, go through the reads and see how the play's working. Yeah, for sure, uh, especially going to, against a defense like we're going to be going up against. The 49ers have a great defense, um, a lot of great pass rushers, a lot of great guys that are still from that Super Bowl team. Um, so it'll be a great challenge for us, and we're excited to go out there and play against a, a defense of that caliber. Patrick, uh, Orlando was saying the other day he's working on some things like you mentioned that you liked, that you wanted to do things a certain way. Um, is, there, is there a breaking in period for a quarterback and a, and a left tackle like there maybe is for you and a receiver? Yeah, I mean, there definitely is a, a trying to find which each guy is comfortable with. Um, definitely with that left tackle position, uh, a lot of times you're on an island out there. Uh, you're going up against uh, usually the defense's best pass rusher. And for him, he, he's, he's trying different stuff, seeing how I like it. Uh, we communicate. You can see us communicating on the sideline. And uh, we, we try to find that, that right spot so that when we go into the season, we're ready to roll. Patrick, you had mentioned that you guys want to try to involve five a bit more in passing game this year. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look back at last season and see how he was coming on strong at right before he got that injury, I mean, I think you're seeing that. You're seeing that he's gotten comfortable within the offense. He understands uh, how to get himself open. And um, I think, like you said, if you look back at the end of last year, right before he got injured, he was really coming into his own. And I think you'll see that uh, from the beginning this year. Yeah, it's it's always it's it's great to be able to go up against Tyron because he's gonna give you every single look possible. I think that, that's the best thing. He's he's gonna try to extend and 
kind of how like you, you, th you hear about quarterbacks trying to push it and try to get it in, in these tight windows. He'll try to bluff a blitz and then get back into coverage and be in the right coverage at the right time. Or he'll try to hit a blitz from a, a deep coverage uh, and really not show the quarterback. And so for me, it helps me out a ton because he kind of puts me on my toes. He makes sure that I'm ready for all types of different things. And uh, I mean, he, he's a, a truly a special uh, talent that uh, does a lot of great things in the football field. Uh, Powell and Gray, the, the two youngsters, what, what are you seeing from them and how do you comfort with them? Yeah, they're, they're, they're coming along strong. I mean, it, it's hard uh, when you come into this offense learning all the different things of how we, how we do things, how we run routes, um, and, the, and the, the repetition and, the, and the, the workload that you get in this offense playing those positions. Um, but I think you see that every single day they're getting better, um, and they'll be vital parts of, the, of this team coming out throughout the season, so I'm excited for their growth. Do you, do you, process, do you process, like when you draw back, you know, hey, it worked so fast in your mind that this is a young guy, i got to guard against this as opposed to a veteran a little bit, or no, is it just too nah. fast? I, I, I treat them just like anyone else. Uh, I think I, I go through my reads. Um, I, I try to make the throws at the right areas at the right time. Um, and, and we try to build that chemistry and be on that same page. And I think the best part about training camp is Coach Reed challenges us to do that. And then if I throw a ball and we're barely off and it's incomplete or, or whatever it is, I go talk to those guys and tell them exactly how I want it ran and how Coach Reed wants it ran, and, and they get it done the next time. That's all you can ask for a young guy. The conversations that you mentioned with Orlando, I wonder if you could go a little bit more in depth with that because obviously a much different quarterback than, than the one he was blocking for last year. Can you give us an example of maybe like a player or conversation you might have had about that? Yeah, without trying to give away too many, too many secrets. Um, it's just different type of sets, different type of, of ways he's trying to wash guys down or, or around the edge or whatever it is. Um, and he, he just tries to see where I'm comfortable at. I mean, he's played with great quarterbacks with Lamar and Baker. I mean, he's played with, with great quarterbacks in, in his lifetime, and we're all a little bit different. He's trying to get a, a good feel. If he'll try something one day, and he'll, he'll ask you how I liked it, and I'll tell him the truth, and he wants to hear that so that he can know how I'm feeling throughout the game. Yeah, I think uh, we got we got better and better at the red zone as the end of the season last year. Uh, we really capitalized on that in the playoffs um, and at the end of the season against those really good uh, football teams. Um, and it, we're just going to continue that. We're trying out different plays. Uh, we're trying out different movements to put our best guys in the best position possible. Um, and then when other guys have to make plays, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll lean on those guys to make plays. Okay, thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. There you go. There's Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, there's going to be some interesting things to watch. Like, even for the 49ers, you know, is Trey Lance really worth the pick? We'll talk about Zach Wilson, who went number two overall in just a little bit. They're not wild about him. In New York, I'm curious how this is going to work. Is he going to be the Mitch Trubisky this year? We'll find out. Anyway, that was Patrick Mahomes. Coming up next, though, Eric Bieniemy and Steve Spagnuolo talked about some of the guys you will see in Saturday's game. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big at Night, Jay Binkley, Kramer Sansone, the Kramer Dog. Never know what you're going to get. Did you end up having a discussion with your mother last night, Kramer? About any of the myriad of things we talked about, including alligators? No, no. No, the discussion we probably just had was about the Field of Dream stuff. I find it interesting that every day you come in, you tell me something different. It's one thing with your gym selfies. It's another thing with you saying, hey, I tried yoga today for the first time. Which I did. Because I heard Chris Jones. Because awesome. we were talking about Chris Jones, right? Looking like a different guy. Not that he's not great already. Lost some weight. Ate some fish. Did some yoga. Fish sounds good right now. It's what he does. I'm surprised you don't do it all. You can't go halfway on this, man. You got to go all in. Oh no, the yoga! I've done yoga before. I just I love yoga. I was like, I'm gonna get back into it because Chris Jones is uh, what he lost twenty pounds, I guess, and added some muscle to him. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah. he is. The guy stands out at training camp. Get to more on him in just a second. But here's Steve Spagnola, defensive coordinators. What guys is he here to see on Saturday night? Well, you tell you, you know, Colin Sanders because he missed a lot of la- you know he had the elbow, so it'd be good to get him up and going again. Um, let me go. I'm going through the Rolodex. Obviously, all the young guys. Uh, but Colin sticks out. Uh, one, because he dealt with the. It's really, you want to see if those guys are back. Those would be the, those would be the guys that would stick out to me. And, and obviously, the young guys that we don't know anything about. So, this Steve Spagnola specifically mentioned Colin Saunders. Talked about him earlier today. He does look good this year. Last year, he was inactive most of the games. Can he earn his spot? Because this was put up or shut up time for Colin Saunders. And then uh, Spags was asked to follow up. Why are you so eager to see Colin Saunders? Yeah, I, I, Brendan Daly mentioned this the other day in our staff meeting that he has stacked a bunch of days together where he's been really good. Early on, it was the drill work looked really good, but it wasn't um, transferring to some of our teamwork here. But that seems to be coming. Um, and, I, and hopefully that will happen as we go, and it will be good to get in a game where we hit somebody for real. You know? So, again, with him, with Marcus Camp, the wide receiver, we're talking about guys that have been on this team but, you know, fighting to keep a spot on this team. And Colin Saunders, one of those guys, one of the new guys, is the all-time leading tackler at Western Kentucky. Wasn't drafted, but had about eight teams interested in him to give him a, a multi-year deal as an undrafted free agent. Again, this was the year to do it because it was an unusual year. No combine. Guys, there's thoughts that Devin Key might get drafted toward the, towards the later rounds. Chiefs even talked about if they had a seventh-round pick, might have drafted him. But he's really turned heads and flashed, and he'll be on this roster. I think he's the second-teamer at safety as we sit right now. I would take Devin Key. I know it's a camp guy. You'll say, oh, you like Mike Catapon and all this. Yes, it's true. But this Devin Key, there's something about this guy. Here's Spagnola about him. Yeah, um, look, at I think, I think I talked about Dev before. I think he's done a heck of a job from the mental part of it. And we've actually added on to him because we think he's got, you know, he's got that part of football, which is chin to the hairline. 
What we don't know is in the heat of the battle, and so we're going to find out a little bit of that in the game. But so far, he's functioned pretty well, and we're happy with that. The second team are on the unofficial depth chart that came out at this point. But again, another point of emphasis to watch on Saturday night. Again, this game is about those guys. Those guys trying to make the rush. That's why I think uh, uh, preseason football is a lot of fun. Here's Mike Dana. Mike Dana is an interesting guy. A draft pick last year for the Chiefs. Didn't go to the combine, even though they had a combine at that point because everything was shut down after that. The Chiefs drafted him. And, and Spags has talked about moving him inside and outside a lot like he's doing with Chris Jones at this point. But Mike Dana out of Michigan is the other guy that uh, he's looking forward to seeing. Mike Dana is one of my favorite guys and was from the beginning. Uh, because of the way, look at he's a, this young guy came in as rookie, and after a month, you'd have thought he was a 10-year veteran, the way he operated, the way he functioned around the building, the way he practices. He, when Coach Daly gives him something to work on, he takes that right into whatever game we uh, can play in, in, in terms of thud, but he's been terrific. And Mike Dennis, one of those guys, was at Central Michigan, all-Mac guy, transferred to Michigan. Part-time role, kind of at Michigan. I think it kind of hurt him in the draft process. But Mike Dana, two and a half sacks last year with the Chiefs to be in that rotation. And I know the Chiefs liked, uh, like him a lot. There's Steve Spagnola talking about uh, Mike Dana and the fact that uh, how much he likes him and what he's doing. Now, Eric Bieniemy was also a guy that talked. I do find it interesting because when Eric Bieniemy's had to talk, the defense has really had its way with the offense on the times that he's talked. And I pointed that out, too. It's like... Well, you're getting EB fresh off, fresh off seeing the defense. The two days where you can definitively say, all right, the defense was better than the offense. He's had the talk, and he's the offensive coordinator. But, you know, one of the guys people have been talking about a lot is Orlando Brown. And again, I'll say this in one on ones. He's working on some things, and you see the videos, you say he's getting beat. Again, I'm telling you, there's nothing to worry about because when it comes to 11 on 11, this guy's not letting anybody through. Like, nobody's getting through. With Orlando Brown. Here's the enemy on him. You know what? Orlando's doing a very good job. I know those guys are doing some things, uh, learning some communication. But the thing that I'm impressed about is the mistakes that he does make, he doesn't repeat them. So that's a great sign. I think more than anything, it's just watching those guys gel together as a unit. And so those guys, are, they're giving us some good looks up front. Those guys are working together. I'm looking forward to them to continue to improve. Here's Eric Bieniemy on the tackles and the communication with Patrick Mahomes. You know what? Their communication has been very good. Now, I will say this, all right? The thing that I appreciate is the job that Coach Heck does with him in that old line room. He has a bunch of characters in there. He does a great job of getting those guys to gel together. The unique aspect is that we're still growing together because there are a number of things that we're, we're putting and presenting to these guys. But on top of that, our defense is doing a great job of mixing it up as well. So these are the days that you love and appreciate because it helps us to grow. You know, ideally, as a coach, you want everything to be perfect. That's not realistic. That's why we do what we do. The beauty of it is, is when the mistakes happen, it's a learning tool. It's a learning opportunity. So we just go in there and make sure that we do a great job of explaining. And the thing that I appreciate about all those guys up front is that they do a great job of correcting it. And they talk amongst each other. And you would, if you guys can sit in our meeting rooms, the, the communication aspect of it is great. And that's what makes it fun working here because those guys know exactly what they need to do and how they need to do it. And they're humble enough to express themselves that way. And you hear those all the time, the communication with the offensive line. Again, I think it was a cool deal that the linemen were here on during OTAs. They didn't have to be, but they showed up. 
the communication process between them all, getting used to playing with each other. And now you've got three rookies that will be starting against the San Francisco 49ers. How will the rookies hold up? Again, that's the whole right side of your line, center on over. The communication process. But Eric Bieniemy was getting after the lineman the other day of practice. Well, I don't know if I can say that message right now, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, these are the days that help to develop championship teams. It's hot. We're tired. You know, we've been beating up on each other for the past few weeks or whatever. But these are the days that you look back upon that help define the character of the team. So it don't always have to be perfect. Okay. Yes, we want to continue to strive for that perfection. But these are the days that we got to learn how to play together and learn how to drag our ass across that finish line together. And that's all what matters. That's why I appreciate being out here and having these opportunities to come and, 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 and do this in training camp because these are the days that help define those moments that build success later on in the season. It's a head coach right there, man, <laughs> with his messages. Complete head coach, Eric being to me, but she's lucky to have him back this year. So that's the line. The other guy I'm really looking forward to seeing is Clyde. And even Jarek McKinnon when he gets in to show a little flash. Daryl Williams, maybe some Darwin Thompson, because there is some competition just to make the running back room with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Clyde's fine. Daryl's fine. McKinnon's fine, I believe. It's going to be Darwin Thompson. That's where it's at. Like, you're going to keep four running backs, you can keep four tight ends, Jody Fortson. Which direction are you going to go? It's also you're showcasing yourself to 31 other NFL teams. What are you going to see? But Clyde Edwards Alaire, I think we talk about Mahomes and what he can benefit from this offensive line. Well, you're talking about a road grader in Atlanta Brown coming from a run oriented offensive line with the Baltimore Ravens to clear the way. Here's uh, Eric Bienemy on Clyde. He's doing a good job. You know, the thing about it, you can tell because of the calls that are being made up front. You know, when you sit in that film room, he can actually spit it out and tell you exactly what happened. And so those are the things that you know that you're seeing growth. Now, obviously, he's not going to tell you it's perfect each and every day. But the thing that he's continuing to do, he's continuing to work hard. He's not taking anything for granted. When he makes a mistake, he knows exactly what it is, so he auto-corrects. And so the thing that I'm excited about is that the kid is just, he wants to take on as much information as he can to help himself to grow, but also to help us to improve overall as a team. And, again, the big point of emphasis with him, he's got a better, better blocking. That's one of the areas. Because, again, with Andy Reid, I think, honestly, can you catch the football? First of all, can you block? Because if you're, if you're in there, last line of defense for Patrick Mahomes, can you make a block or not? And he wasn't asked to, to block a ton at LSU. Wasn't part of really the blocking scheme of Joe Burrow. They didn't ask him to do it as much. But he did catch the ball out of the backfield. There were 50 receptions over 1,000 yards running. So he did that part. But it wasn't asked to be part of the protection plan at LSU. It's been a little different. But can you block? And then, two, can you catch? Very important things to Andy Reid. Block, catch, and then we'll get to the run part after that. So some interesting things there from Eric Bieniemy regarding uh, this team. I did find something interesting, too. Remember yesterday, Kramer, we were well, speaking of Chris Jones. Since we're talking to Chris Jones, you're on the Chris Jones diet at this point. We'll see how long that stands out. But remember Chris Jones. Michael Robinson said he thinks he's going to be Defensive Player of the Year from NFL Network. Played that, right? Chris Jones stood out. What have I said about Chris Jones? Having the best camp I've ever seen with Chris Jones. Even James Palmer said this on NFL Network. I had a chance to talk to general manager Brett Veach after practice for a little while, and he clued me in saying that he believes this is the best 
training camp of Chris Jones's career. That is how good he has looked. So there's James Palmer that was at Chiefs camp for a day. He was there when the defense kind of dominated. But he was asked today on NFL Network what players really stood out to him in St. Joe. It's Chris Jones. We know there's so much about this offense, but we know that after Aaron Donald, you know, Chris Jones is considered maybe the best interior pass rusher in football, but he's not going to be playing just defensive tackle. He's also going to be playing defensive end, and that's going to change throughout a game, week to week. This flexibility is allowing them to find some different matchups, and I talked to Chris after practice a couple of days ago, and he's down to a svelte. 290. Dropped about 15 pounds, only eating fish on the Patrick Claibon diet. No more <laughs> pork, just a little bit of chicken. Hear and that, that he's gone back and watched a lot of J.J. Watt, his favorite player ever from 2015 to 2018. Not just about how to rush from that defensive end spot and get sacks, but to be better at batting down the football at the line of scrimmage, something Watt's brilliant at. Being better at making tackles in the run game, a big aspect of that. This pass rush with him moving around could be a big thing we see. And then Trey Smith. The rookie six-round pick at the right guard spot, they believe that could be the steal of the draft. He had some health issues that dropped him a little bit, Patrick, but he has shown out in camp so far. And then McCole Hardman, I thought it was a question mark as that other receiver opposite of Tyreek Hill. I've been told he's been running away with it. It's something they've been waiting for. And it's pretty spot on. He talked to a lot of the people there that have seen camp every day. Jones flashes to me every time I've seen him. But talking about how that. As good as he is, he just looks different. He talked about the 15 pounds of losing weight. Talked about eating the fish there, Kramer. See what I'm talking about? He mentions Trey Smith, the dominance that he's had, and he brought up McCole Hardman. Like Jones and Hardman, you really like hearing this from him, but you really, really like hearing the development of Trey Smith. Especially of how quick it's been. Like even from he's gotten drafted this season and the fact that he's actually showing out at camp, which is good. Still, I'm on that on that side of camp where I need to see him week one. Like that's that's just me on that. But honestly, him saying McCole Hardman, that's something you want to also want to look at because that's another weapon there for Pat. Well, yeah, it's going to be a weapon for him. But again, you look for guys who's going to take the next step when you show up to training camp, right? Like who's going to be that guy in the offseason? Whoa, we've all seen it with high school athletics. You know, a guy leaves, he comes back thirty pounds heavier. That happens all the time in high school. Who trained? Who's ready to go? Like, who's taking the next step? I've seen it every single year from Tyreek Hill. You know the guy trains. You know the guy's ready to go. Travis Kelsey just keeps getting better. Patrick Mahomes just keeps getting better, even though he's the best at this profession. But you like to see guys take that next step. And for Hardman, this is it. He's got to show something. Now, now it's not it for him. He's going to be in this league. But, again, nine routes, vertical routes, everything in Georgia. What can you do with the route tree once you're in Kansas City? He had his opportunity with Sammy Watkins. When Sammy Watkins missed games, he stepped up and he could do it. These are things that you want to see. Coming up next, though, we'll have fun with other NFL quarterbacks, including Derek Carr and is Zach Wilson the next Mitch Trubisky. Discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kramer, what is your next look around the AFC West? Article going to hit ArrowheadPride.com. Are you going to continue doing this? 
Um, uh, it's supposed to be out, hopefully, fingers crossed, tomorrow. This I've will be your second one, right? This will be my fourth one. Your, what, your fourth on just AFC West? My fourth one on AFC West. I've been doing it four weeks straight now. That's uh, four, four weeks straight now. Last week, I thought you were nails on it. I appreciate it. This week's going to be really good, too. Is it? Oh, I, I, I yes. Are you going to include Derek Carr saying this? Me and uh, Yannick were talking about this. He's like, you're 30 now? I was like, yeah, I'm 30 now. He's like, how do you feel? I was like, I feel like I'm 20. You know, I think, I honestly believe this, that like our generation, like the way that we've taken care of our bodies with football, I think like 30 is like the new 20. I feel like I could play another 15 years, like without a doubt, like nothing's hurting. You know, it's like middle of camp and I feel great. You know, I feel strong in the weight room. I feel fast. I feel explosive. And it's just, I think it's the way we train now. I honestly feel stronger, faster, better than I did when I first got to the NFL. And that comes with more knowledge on how to train and how to eat and how to take care of your body. I'm sitting here year eight and I remember people ahead of me talking about year eight, like miserable and they can barely walk out of bed. And I'm like, I'm blessed, man. I don't have those problems. And I've had broken bones and all these things, but I, the way they rehab and stuff nowadays, I feel great. Are you getting kind of tired of hearing that stuff, Kramer? I mean, because every day he's saying things, just like the other day, yesterday we were talking about he had limited fans there watching their practice, and hey, if we had you fans, we would have been two and six. And he's talking to not that many people that were there at the Raiders practice. I, mean, I love it. I love what he's saying because, I mean, it's true. I mean, just think about it now. The quarterback is protected the most. That's what that's what I get out of this. The quarterback's the most protected person out there, and if he's still out there, thinks he can do 15 more years, go for it. I mean, what Tom? He's 30. Tom Brady's what 45. I mean, he can do it. 43. But the bottom line Close is, enough. I mean, does it ring hollow though that he's never won a playoff game? Does that does it ring hollow when you say things like this? Now, if a guy that's a champion has said something like this, like the 40s, new 30s, stuff like that, Phil Mickelson, hell, he comes out and says it. You start to believe it from golf. If he would say something like that, or Tom Brady said, hey, you know, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Okay, maybe believe it. He just won a Super Bowl at his age. The thing with Derek Carr, though, he never has weapons around him. And now the, the He's fact that— He's had a bunch last year. Yeah, that's last year, though, but the defense was terrible. What defensive weapons can you even name right now, Bink? None. Oh, yeah, last year, Gus Bradley's going to make a big oh, easily. difference. And that's the, that's the thing, too. As long as you got a defense out there, boom, you're going to be good. Tom Brady's actually 44. So he's almost 45. He had his birthday just a uh, couple of days ago. So he was 43. And he just turned 44. But the interesting quest is, who is going to be the next Mitch Trubisky? I don't know if you've been following Zach Wilson. New York media is having a lot of fun with Zach Wilson. It's like, welcome to New York, Zach. And I know they play their home games in New Jersey, but welcome. Welcome to the New York media. His head coach had this to say, which wasn't exactly reassuring. For most rookies, for especially on the offense side, but for everyone, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It just, it is what it is. There's just a lot of things that happen. I mean, there's, there's a reason why being a rookie is hard in this league. There was a Hall of Famer yesterday that was inducted in that had a 71 quarterback rating his rookie year. It's not easy to play quarterback in this league as a as a rookie, especially quarterback. But, uh, but it is it is going to get worse before it gets better. And but he's at that point now where he's going to be able to stack up days and. We got all the utmost confidence in him and his ability and his ability to figure out and, uh, the mistakes and correct them and, and get to a better place. Worse before it gets better. Robert Sala, the new head coach, the New York Jets. You following along, anybody? Now, I'm not putting a lot on Zach Wilson at this point. You know, what can he do during games? Again, we're talking about camp. We're talking about working on things. But, again, we're talking about a guy with 10, 10 touchdowns, nine picks the year before. Last year, he flashed, but again, BYU was scheduling games literally three days in advance, like that game they scheduled on Thursday night with Coastal Carolina, which they did lose. But again, you buy in the hype? You buying into that? Zach Wilson is going to pee down his leg week one. 
It's 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 gonna happen. Like the the, the oh gosh, the Jets having him now in New York. I mean, New York's gonna just go over. Him. Like they're just gonna just pick him apart. It's because I mean, it's either the Giants or the Jets there. Because they're always looking for that guy and watch Sam Darnold have a good year down in Carolina. You know what I mean? Watch for that to happen. Oh, I hope Sam Darnold has a good career and down in uh, Carolina because he deserves to be on the Jets still. He should be the guy that's still holding the reins in New York, but yet they decided, you know what, we're going to move on from you. And I really hope, really, really hope Sam Darnold does well for Carolina. (laughs) you got to get a chuckle out of Sala talking about a Hall of Famer with a 71 quarterback rating his rookie year, right? So they said on the New York Jets update on Twitter, come on, man. Not everybody's going to be Peyton Manning. We know this. I talk about Colin Coward all the time when he uh, talks about Patrick Mahomes. Because it's like, who does this guy like? But he had John Middlehoff on. And John does a uh, a podcast. And he's a former NFL scout. And they were breaking down exactly who and what Zach Wilson is. Is there a story to you that's underreported, a story you're interested yeah, I, in? I got something. The Jets had a, you know, a scrimmage you know, thing at MetLife on Saturday. And Zach Wilson was terrible. And seeing and listen, the media and the fan and the fans are just going to react to the media and the mock drafts. So when a guy gets drafted too high or too low, their anger is based on what they've read or what they've seen. And maybe some of these really famous guys, they've watched them play. But we got to the point last year going in like Brian Flores and Chris Greer with the Dolphins. Whether everyone loved the Tua pick or not, it doesn't matter. It's their job to get it right. That's their only job is to pick the right player, not who's going to give them the best bas- draft grades or not. The Jets just, it felt like just locked into Zach Wilson from right after the season. They did. Listen, I'm out there with Trey Lance. I, listen, I, I didn't know that much about him. Like most people at North Dakota State, I'd never seen him play. But by the time the draft process happens, you get to go meet him and see him. And how could you walk around this guy or even watching Justin Fields at some Bears practice and just be like, we have to take. It'd be one thing if he was coming from Alabama, right, Zach Wilson. He was at BYU in a corona year where they weren't playing anyone. And I'm not saying – I'm not trying to, like, write his career resume right now, but I, he's not as physically talented as Trey Lance. No way. Fields. And to just think – now, and I don't know, maybe the Niners would have taken Zach Wilson over Trey Lance. I don't know. I don't have that information right now. I'm sure we're going to find out as years come if one of them doesn't turn out to be very good. That seems kind of crazy. That's something just to keep an eye on because I know this – that guy with, with Kyle's more than likely going to be pretty good. And Zach Wilson, turnover in New York, the pressure in New York, guy, lifetime Utah guy going out there, huge jump up, a lot going on. The Jets have a first-time coordinator, a first-time head coach. Someone told me this because one thing Zach Wilson has is like some cockiness, and some pe- that turns people yeah. off. But Joe Douglas is a Baltimore Raven guy, and they kind of like that, right? They had been around Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. They, they, they kind of eat that up. And someone, I was like, he's really going to like Zach Wilson. He's like, yeah, they're going to like, he's going to like kind of his arrogance. And just when he walks in the room, he thinks he belongs. But you also have to have the talent to go around with that. I'm not saying he's not talented, but no way he's as physically gifted as the Bears and the Niners guy. He's just not. So, and and that market, man, and you know, you've lived in the Northeast. It is intense. So you better, better dial. This could be a long season. They just might not be that talented this year, right? So can, can, can you battle through the adversity? I don't know. Well, it's not a good ownership group with the Jets. You also have arguably the best defensive coach in league history in Belichick, the best young defensive coach in Sean McDermott, um, the second best young defensive coach in <laughs> yeah. Brian Flores. So so I, I've said this before. There's nobody, in, including Tom Brady or Montana, when you talk about the great quarterbacks, there's nobody that had coach. I got nothing against Robert Sala. 
but there is no way for the next two years he is not the fourth best coach in that division. Yeah. There's that's impossible. what he is with the worst supporting roster Zach Wilson has. So I think I, I I've said this every year. There's a kid and I have my doubts. I don't I don't think the Zach Wilson thing's gonna work. I don't. Yeah. I don't I I I think it's gonna be very, very difficult. I I, I really do. And again, it's just social media clips. It sure looks like Sam, like could they have just rolled with Sam and traded that for a bounty and got a bunch of stuff and kind of built up their team fast? And they had a guy like, what are the chances that Zach Wilson is more talented than Sam Darnold? You know, well, he's not I, as big. He's not as strong. And there were guys reports in the building that I think some of the coaches were like, let's just take this guy and trade. But the GM and the new head coach always want their young guy buys you a little more time. But that's just one of those situations, Colin. It feels like something to monitor. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Something to monitor. I think it's worth monitoring, Kramer. It's fun to watch because you ask who's going to be the next Mitch Trubisky. It's going to be Zach Wilson. Did they miss on Trey, Trey Lance? Again, this is what the NFL is about, getting it right at quarterback. Sam Darnold's gone. This is a new guy, Zach Wilson, taking over. I'm curious. I'm not going to say the guy's a, the failure at this point. He hadn't played a regular season game. you got to wait for that. you got to wait for it. But thanks. For, it's really raining outside. you notice that? It's pouring outside. Yeah, I think Shawnee's uh, getting hit there. Mission Kansas getting hit. Real bad. Steven Lenexa, hang on the line. I want to talk because you called in about every week criticizing Team USA basketball. They want a gold medal. I want to know what you have to think about that. We do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Kramer, Sansone, and a lot of rain outside. Like power, a lot of power has gone out around the city in different places back on warm night warm muggy night did not have air conditioning kind of sucks i get that steven lenexa wants to talk nfl quarterback but first i want you to say you're wrong about team usa basketball oh yeah the storm has arrived they, they won gold they won gold listen if rudy gobert is in foul trouble they most they most likely would have won i give him credit they I'm kind of glad Dennis Schroeder got laid low after passing on $84 million. I'm an expert in NFL contracts, so he'll be playing with the, the Celtics <laughs> for $6 million this year. Um, What's on I your mind, bro? Wanted, what's that? What's on your mind about quarterbacks? Well, I, I, I want to know, know exactly why the media and the, and the Shield, I know we're, we're at a pro-NFL network here, but why are they protecting uh, Lamar Jackson? This is a guy that is going to throw his teammates under the bus because he doesn't want to take a shot like a little girl. Um, I- I'm just kind of wondering. Steve, I can't. I'm not getting into his vaccination. I'm just not going to do it. Just not going to do it. You blame me, Kramer? I, mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to get in this debate. Uh, no, this, there's no debate. I'm not saying four again. I just I don't want to get in this debate. Come on, Steve. You always, you always take me that direction. You always take me that direction. I just, I, you know, whatever you want to say, Steve. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Lamar. He's back now. He's got the contract. He said he's considering everything. He said everything's on the table at this point. He'll talk to the doctors, and so he just got off the COVID list again, Lamar. So now he's going to think about it. Talk to the doctors. It's his choice. It's, it's, do what you got to do, Lamar. Oh, Kramer. But I did have fun with Steve throughout the process, though, because he's always – Team USA looked bad in, in exhibitions, didn't they? We could talk about that. Like Orlando Brown missed a few blocks, but what would they do when it counted? 
What Team USA do when it counted? They won gold, Kramer. Again, we like to rush to judgment, I think, and make decisions. Let's let things play out. Again, Zach Wilson, I'm curious. I'm just telling you what people are saying about him. They did scrimmage the other day. He's 11 of 22 for 124 yards. Not good. But again, we'll see. We'll see how he's going to be good in the NFL. But the Mitch Trubisky, I do believe, exists with this group of quarterbacks. It's got to. Yeah, it's Justin Fields. It's Dwayne Haskins. Who's going to be there? Who's going to be the Josh Rosen? Dwayne, just add him to the list. Tua's got a chance. He, Tua needs to step up this year. I mean, the Dolphins kept putting in Fitzpatrick at different times last year because he wasn't ready. I think the only quarterback that's going to be on there still a rookie contract that's still in the NFL on their team that they were drafted by is Trevor Lawrence. That's it from this draft. The other ones aren't going to pan it. out. That's all you're going to say. Yeah, only it's, him. it's only him. I think Justin Fields, and yeah. that's the guy people are talking. I like no. Justin Fields. Listen, I mean, the guy came close to winning the Heisman Trophy. The guy went to the college football playoffs last couple of years. Like, he went to the dance. And he played hurt and still excelled. Justin Fields might be the truth, man. Of all these guys, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he's going to be the guy we're talking about for years to come. But Justin Fields, I think Chicago might have gotten that one right. And then we can point fingers at the Broncos, the Panthers, the Lions. That all could use a franchise quarterback. They passed on him. Ohio State's head coach, Ryan Day, he's the guy that he, he's a system quarterback. He has the quarterbacks he wants. Because system? They're all, they're all system quarterbacks at Ohio State. They are. I get it. Ohio State does, Just, not have the uh, be, does not have the best track record. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins lit up the Big Ten and hadn't panned out in the NFL, but we'll see what happens. He's doing good tonight. He went 11 for 12 his first 12 passes of 94 yards. I mean, so, I mean, that's not bad for the Steelers. What, 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 asking, what was his numbers? In, in his first 12 uh, passes, he was 11 for 12 with 93 yards or 94 yards, either one of those. He looked good last week, too. I, I'm not watching the preseason game on other teams. I'm only watching the preseason in the AFC West. I, I get it, man. It's not exactly been a factory. But you know what? The Big 12 had a problem with quarterbacks winning a playoff game. How's, how's Mahomes doing? Pretty well, I think, yeah, right? Big 12, yeah, they, they produce quarterbacks. They produce NFL-caliber quarterbacks. Justin Fields finished seventh in the Heisman Trophy this year. The year before, he finished third. Did you, I mean, he does it all, Kramer. I'm curious to see how it works out. Again, I, Ohio State exactly doesn't have a lot to hang your hat on when it comes I, to quarterback. I couldn't, even name I, you, I couldn't even name you the last Big Ten quarterback that actually did something in the NFL. Off a quick glance, I missed my memory. How about Tom Brady? That, well, I mean, of recent. I mean, Tom he Brady. He just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, at, from being drafted, what was he drafted like in 90? It's been a minute, but I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. It's been a heck of a minute. Drew Brees was out of the Big Ten? Yeah. How long ago all, was that? You're talking about all timers. Let's go with the past 10 years, Vic. Who was a Big Ten quarterback that's done anything? Who's a, the past 10 years, who's an SEC quarterback that's done anything? Well, I mean, okay, you might have some. Cam Newton, there. that's it. But again, I just brought up Tom Brady and Drew Brees, two surefire Hall of Famers. Yeah, from but the I'm Big saying, Ten. in the past ten years, though, Bing, they are not producing anything out of the Big Ten in a quarterback room. Lynn Dawson came from the Big Ten too, buddy. How long ago was that, Bing? <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah, I'm just saying, Kramer. Just don't judge everybody because of what conference they played in. These guys can't pick. I mean, the their Big school. Twelve and Man, the Pac-12 they can't pick their school, but Big Twelve, Pac-12, produce them. Do you want a backup quarterback in the league taking Alabama? I don't know, man. I really like this Graham Mertz, Wisconsin. 
Local kid. He's still, he's still in Wisconsin, though. He's not in the NFL. Hmm. Jim Harbaugh. Think of the past 10 years, man. Come on now. You're, you're digging. You're digging Troy right Smith? now. That didn't work out. No. That's not how State quarterback. I'm joking. Hey, thanks to Ron Copper. Go ahead, pride.com for joining us. Thanks for listening. Much appreciated. I uh, hope it doesn't storm too bad for you tonight, but we'll see you guys tomorrow. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.